Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, Mr. Know-It-All, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cast Lush. Cass, how you doing, bro? Hey, now! What is going on, everybody? We are excited to bring you another episode. Today is AEW All Out vs. NXT UK back-to-back same-day doubleheader wrestling shows. It's an exciting time, ladies and gentlemen. Doubleheader. It was a, it was a it doubleheader. Was technically. And if you followed but... us on our Instagram and our Twitter, uh, you would know that it was a doubleheader because we were pretty much streaming and posting stories all day. Uh, we had a really fun time. Uh, almost 300 of you showed up uh, to watch the live stream of us with um, for the main event of AEW for the Hangman Page versus uh, Jericho match. So big shout out to everybody that watched that stream. Uh, we will most certainly yep. be doing more of those in the future. Uh, so just stay tuned to that. Um, we yeah, were, but we like, were drinking a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, there was there was a lot of fun being had there. A lot of fun, yeah. you know, just yeah. a lot of. It's a fun spirit. hangout. It's a fun yeah. hangout. You should, if you weren't time. hanging out with us, you should hang out with us because we were drinking, we were telling jokes. It was a fun time. It was a really good time. But speaking of speaking of really good times, let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. Let's cover the uh, the pre shows here. Like we'll do what we normally do, where we'll just kind of go over what happened in each pre show, uh, considering the amount of matches. Um, we're not really going to rate or grade them, uh, but I do want to kind of just touch on them real quick. Uh, the AEW pre-show had a pretty cool opening package, kind of showing off the AEW title. Uh, again, really cool to see my homie Golden Boy out there hosting the pre-show with Excalibur. Um, we started off with a Casino Battle Royale. Uh, was uh, It was just kind of a, a random group here. First of all, so there's all this like trans stuff going on about Nyla, Nyla Rose, and I legit had no idea that she was actually a dude uh, originally, you know? Uh, so she is uh, the first transgender female, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, Nyla Rose, the big girl, um, the, oh. I think the one that won the match. Um, yeah, she's the number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship. So a well, lot of the items is, is up. Yeah, see, a lot of people are saying that. But I feel like it's a work, guys. So if all the women have no problem with it, then you should all kind of shut the f*** up, probably. Because, I mean, it's not really your place. I mean, if all the women that work for AEW are totally fine with this happening, then you you shouldn't have a voice here. Well, I think it's – I think, if I may, the only argument – I don't think it's really – it doesn't matter in wrestling because it's wrestling – um, but I think it sure. would matter more this in a was like, shoot aspect was, of UFC. Yes, it would not be yeah. cool. If this was obviously. MMA, it'd be very different. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. If it was MMA, it'd be very, very different. I could understand that argument just simply because right. of genetics. I understand right. that. And but, Joe you know, Rogan's got some good points on that. If you listen to Joe, I mean, there's, but anyway, but you're right though. In wrestling and professional wrestling, man, come on. But does it really matter? I mean, look, I some agree. of the stuff we've seen over the years, you know, uh, we just watched Jim Cornette versus Jose Lothario. I don't think there's, I mean, come on, what things. Happen? No, I agree. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree, man. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to stick on it too long because I feel like honestly, too right. many people making such a big deal out of it. I didn't even know about Let's, it. Yeah. It was cool to cool. see Tennille Dashwood in the match, uh, formerly Emma in WWE. It was cool to see her. Uh, ODB also being involved was very cool. Uh, the crowd popped really big for Mercedes Martinez. Uh, again, I thought Golden Boy did a great job on commentary in there. I love B Priestley. It was a really cool match. If you get a chance to go watch the pre-show on uh, YouTube, I would highly recommend it just for this match. Uh, it wasn't too bad. What did you think about that Casino Battle Royale? 
Yeah, man. I think my favorite part was seeing Emma, and I hope that she uh, gets a bigger role in the women's division as uh, it moves forward and goes to TNT on Wednesday nights. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was you know what do you what, what you expect from a, a battle royal, and uh, I think the best part for me was Emma. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. It yeah. was. And they just kind of kept it rolling here. They had two matches on the pre-show. It was Private yeah. Party versus Angelico and Evans. Uh, it was kind of the first time seeing these guys in a straight-up tag. Um, I knew they were the first, but I just can't help but to compare Private Party to the Street Profits. I know that Private Party was around before the Street Profits, but still kind of sucks that the Street Profits are just as good, if not better, uh, at yeah. your gimmick than what you do. Uh, you know, Because in all honesty, I think the Street Profits are one of the best tag teams to, in, to watch, uh, just for pure entertainment value in all of wrestling. Private Party wasn't bad, uh, but I honestly felt like Street Profits were just kind of a better did be, did better at that gimmick. Uh, what did you think about this little cute little tag match we had here? Yeah, man. Um, it, it well, first off, I did one of my first comments was I started noticing the crowd at this point. Um, and I will say, uh, if you didn't get to watch this pay per view, that it really truly was a, a packed crowd. They were fully in there. It really looked sold out. Uh, but to the match, man, I thought there was some good spots. Um, both, uh, you know, it's a good tag team opener for the, for the pre-show, uh, private party really impressed me. I, um, I actually liked them a lot. I will agree though. Um, I've always thought they, you know, were very similar to, um, uh, the, what, what are they called over at NXT? Street uh, Profits. Street Profits. Um, and, and I think Street Prof- Profits, even though I can't remember their name, I, I do <laughs> think they're a little more polished than uh, private party, but I think uh, private party is improving um, a lot more than the sure. first time I yeah. saw them. And they do uh, look both very young, yeah. Yeah, man. I thought uh, Jack and, and um, Angelico did look like off a step the whole time, especially compared to the more athletic uh, private party. Uh, private party wins, um, and then at the end, uh, Jack and Angelico <laughs> turn on private party after there was trying to be some babyface moment, I believe. Um, and they turned on him to get some heat there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an all right. It was good for really good for the pre-show. You know, it's no five star match, but for a pre-show tag team match to get the crowd into it, um, it did its job and I liked it. Yeah. Uh, last little note here from the AEW pre-show was uh, they actually had a vignette like uh, the way mm-hmm. we used to see with like Razor Ramon and Gold dust uh but they had a fantastic vignette to debut uh, a new guy named wardlow uh definitely had more of that uh, kind of had that arrows you know dc cinematic universe type vibe to it um mjf in the back cut, cutting a pretty good promo on the marks as well uh then jr kind of made his entrance uh and lots of kind of crowd shots to kill time there you know how we talked about before on their last pay-per-view where like they came out and they were going to talk to the crowd right before we were going to see them you know like do the thing. I think they were really worried about time because it was like a bunch of awkward shots of the crowd uh, just trying to eat up time to make sure that they yeah. started on time. Uh, so I would say like they 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 tried to counterbalance what they did last time, and I think somewhere in the in the middle is there where they can find their sweet spot. Uh, but yeah, let's jump on over to the uh, the NXT UK Cardiff uh, pre-show. Uh, and man, the, I thought the venue was was really cool. Uh, the basic packages hyping the show was cool, and Cesaro being on the show, like being interviewed during that pre-show was cool. But pretty much this whole pre-show was, again, a 30-minute pre-show, the way I like them. Pretty much just 
hype packages, maybe an interview or two, uh, and then and then essentially just a panel that kind of uh, you know discusses and analyzes uh, the, the upcoming show. Very sports center like, uh, very uh, Monday Night Football pre show like, which I, I enjoyed a, a lot. What did you think about mm-hmm. the NXT UK uh, pre show overall? I agree. I, uh, you pretty much said it there. I like the short thirty minute op- uh, pre show. Um, very ESPN like. I like that. And then uh, you know they did a. I like how they introduced. Cesaro, you see him walking up with his luggage. Cool, classic wrestling spot there. I liked it all around. It was a great little pre-show. Um, and then uh, that was it, really. I mean, nothing too special, but that's what I like. What's yeah, uh, man, totally. Where are we next? Totally. So, yeah, now we're jumping straight into the actual comparison, the main card here for both shows. Uh, so let's go ahead and kick it off here with AEW. Uh, all right. Um, and so they had like a cool choir anthem, by the way, uh, the national anthem, Star Spangled Banner. Uh, pro wrestling shows have historically terrible uh, singers that actually sing the national anthem. Uh, now, there have been some great renditions of America the Beautiful over time, but the Star Spangled Banner has been historically really bad on wrestling shows. Uh, the choir killed it in this anthem. They did a really, really, really good job. Uh, really nice vocals, which is very rare. I wrote rare in all capital letters. Uh, and uh, then we, you know, we go straight into kind of like the opening package and cool videos for each, you know, kind of match. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And the first actual match was SCU versus the Jurassic Express, which I really like as a trio's kind of name. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, what did you think about SCU versus the Jurassic Express? Yeah, man, SoCal versus Jurassic Express. Um, it's a three on three, man. Uh, these are always kind of hard to do. Um, you know, a hodgepodge type match that usually ends up happening. Um, I, I really like everyone in, in Jurassic Express. Great name. Um, Daniels looked a lot older. I think we both said this um, yeah. when it happened that he, he came off a lot older than he did just, just a month ago. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know. Could have been gear, honestly. It could have been gear. It could have yeah. I mean, just. You know. He did, but he did look a little slower. Could have been the drinking step, but, that we were doing. You know. Yeah, could have been that, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think he was. I think he's, you know, but he's still great. Uh, I thought it was a fun little match. SoCal wins overall. You know, there wasn't you know, too much to too many notes, but it was a good, solid match. I gave it a C. What did you I think? See. About this? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I was pretty much in the same ballpark on that. Uh, but I feel like they did pull it off cleanly. But again. Just pulling off those kind of exchanges and doing it clean still doesn't take away from the fact that, like, it's really hard to build up momentum when you have to try to feature all six guys. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to build up and really get right. things going. That being said, Luchasaurus is an absolute star uh, when he eventually turns heel uh, and becomes just a monster heel singles guy. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. Um, I th- also thought, yeah, Kazarian looked a little, uh, you know, a little older as well. Uh, than he did a couple months ago. But, yeah, I mean, I thought the finish was cool, but the match as a whole was kind of medium. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I gave it two stars. So roughly the same, maybe C- minus to a C, uh, roughly about the same ballpark. But, man, let's jump on over to the uh, the U.K. show, NXT yes. U.K. TakeOver Cardiff, and we're going to open right up here. Uh, it was a, it was a solid, nice opening package kind of covering the Walter versus Tyler Bate angle and, and the rest of the card, too. Uh, but it was a very cool package, and the crowd was – hot like i was super surprised at how hot they were i don't know why because generally the european crowd is hot but man like it almost like took me aback at how how like lively they really were uh and the opening match here was um the scottish supernova noam dar 
versus uh, the, the Kiwi buzzsaw Travis Banks. Um, man, it was a solid exchange on both sides to open. Really quick counters and great technical style. Uh, these guys had a really solid exchange back and forth. And there were a couple little st- little like stutter steps, but overall the crowd like absolutely loved it. It was definitely a solid opener, and um, I really popped when Dara kicked out of like the double stomp with the one pinky up. Uh, I really really popped for that. Uh, I, mean, I just I love the double pinkies. I think it's super funny. Uh, but yeah, finally Dara hits the uh, the standing shining wizard and he gets the win, which is who the you know who should have gotten the win. It was good wrestling. The crowd was hype. It was an opener. It was a quick match. I honestly actually felt like this match could have gone a little bit longer. Uh, so I gave it about the same rating. I gave it a C. Uh, I gave it two stars. I thought I thought if, if they would have had about three or four more minutes, uh, maybe even five more minutes, it, it would have been a little bit higher. Uh, but two stars from me. What do you think about Noam Dar versus Travis uh, Banks? Yeah, man. I thought it was a, a slower start to a match. It was very physical, uh, very physical match. They were really, you know, getting in there, which you expect with that UK style wrestling. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of got boring, though, at the beginning of the match. I, I felt a little bored, you know, especially a match that is starting off the pay-per-view. Um, there was also some weird plan spots that just didn't turn out well, um, that where they were kind of just off on it. Um, a bunch of double stomps by, um, yeah. How do you say his name? No, Noam. Noam. Um, so it's like Noah, except with an M. Yeah. Noah. Am. Noam. No, Noam. Noam. Um, anyway, uh, it's Noam. 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 Nope. Noam. I feel like do, we could do you just know him? Clip. <laughs> uh, do you, have you ever met him? I we'll know. just pull the Scottish Supernova from now, or the Pinky yeah. guy. All right, know him. Uh, there was there was some good false finishes after those stomps. Um, the the finish was kind of out of nowhere. No one wins with a, a kick. I gave it um, a C to a C minus. I was not the biggest fan of this match. Oh, okay. To be honest. So if we're going back and forth here, then you would probably give this opening match to I'm leaning. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm leaning a little bit to the. I A's. mean, I gave literally the exact same star grade, but if I had to go a shade one or the other, I honestly would probably go with Noam Dar versus Travis Banks. Uh, but that's what makes this show interesting, folks. And speaking of all out, let's jump back over there and we'll go into match number two here. Uh, match number two was Omega versus Pac. Or man, that's a. Uh, that's kind of crazy. Like it's yeah. kind of crazy to see Omega in match number two here. Um, it was a really cool promo package that they did for this one, uh, especially considering how like late a notice they had here. But man, this was definitely main event level as far as like the actual entering action. Uh, honestly, again, because it was the second match, though it was it, it was a little short. Honestly, uh, the crowd was hot. Uh, they, they slow played it. Of course, they have a great like slow down pace because they're both main event style workers. Uh, Neville definitely had his time as a main eventer in NXT, uh, as well as pretty much all over Europe. Really smart work from both guys. Like just cl- good psychology. It all made sense. Good selling on both sides. Uh, the work outside of the ring fell a little flat for me, uh, and that kind of hurt hurt the grade of the match too. Uh, but man, these guys are just. Such great wrestlers, and that's what it was. It's because when you're on the outside of the ring, you can't really pull off all the technical stuff that these guys are capable of doing, and I was kind of aware of that. Um, man, that spike DDT they did was absolutely crazy. They had a really solid false finish with that. Uh, Might have been one of the most high-impact 450 splashes I think I've ever seen that also happened in the match. Uh, probably one of the 
best sky-high spine busters I've ever seen. I mean, they had, they had some really cool spots here. Uh, but overall, um, there were a couple stutters at the end. Um, so I gave this match three stars, which has been a C plus to a B minus. Um, you know, the, again, the, the, the work outside really slowed down the pace to a, uh, a little too slow for me. And then also there were a couple stutter steps inside the ring. And I honestly felt like they could have gone a little bit longer. Uh, you know, Pat goes over just kind of getting the submission there too. Um, three stars from me. What did you think about Omega versus Pac? Yeah, I, I gave it a little bit better of a rating. I gave it a B. Um, I, like you said, this could be a main event match, man. This really could, but I like where it's at. You know, this is almost like you, you have a chance, you know, maybe this, maybe if it was the original Mac match match, it would be further in the card, but I actually have a thought here of, you know, this is perfect, man. Everybody can't be on top. So Kenny Omega could be that perfect workhorse, that perfect, yeah. you know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart thing where they're going for that IC title or whatever they have as the IT, IC yeah. title, whether it be North American. Oh, I hope it's the TV telev- title. I really TV do. Title. I really um, hope they do that. This, you know, once they actually get their own titles, this could have been a TV title match. Second match in, it would have made sense. It's the workhorse title. It's the workhorse match. Would have been great for somebody like Kenny Omega and Pac. And both these men shined in this match. Um, man, not many notes because I enjoyed it so much, man. Uh, you know, Kenny with a suicide dive, uh, a beautiful missile drop kick, perfect suplex. Um, man, everything was on point. Um, Omega was so good, but Pac was just at, at just as impressive, man. He is so talented. Um, it's almost like I've never seen anybody flip like him and be so precise in where they land. And he does it. So he does a, he's like a Mr. Perfect in flipping. I mean, he really can do a 450 splash or a backflip and, and whatever his flip that he's doing a corkscrew and he lands perfectly on his opponent. It's, it's very, um, amazing to watch. Um, whether that's wrestling or gymnastics, who cares? It's it's exciting, and I think it's a yeah. part of wrestling. It's part and it's of, athletic. Yeah, it's athletic, and it's a part of high flying wrestling, um, uh, which I'm a fan of. Uh, Omega uh, was a did a great job selling. He really you know showed his chops in that that Sean type of selling. Um, I thought it was a great match. They had those false finishes, I, as you touched on. Pac wins which I could not believe. I honestly thought for sure Kenny Omega was going to win, especially since Kenny Omega was the one that was originally supposed to be in the match. Pac wasn't even supposed to originally be in this match. So I thought for sure Kenny was going to win because Kenny's their guy. He's part of the company, for God's sake. But it was a good uh, turn. You know, it was like, oh, it popped me a little bit because I wasn't expecting it. Um you know, Kenny could be a champion. Kenny could be the AEW champ, and it would be believable, at least for me. Oh, he will be, for I sure. Think, yeah, but I, I like where they're at. Let's let's build him for the whole new American audience. You know, he's he's definitely known in Japan. He's definitely known worldwide, and he's definitely known with the marks. But I think it's a good idea to kind of start him low. He's lost a bunch of matches. Let him yeah. have that slow, no, I baby, love it. Yeah. white meat baby face. Yeah. He has to overcome the odds. Let him lose about cup. Let him keep losing. And then he's got to overcome these odds, man. I, no- hate, I hate to speak out of church here, but make him the yeah. new John Cena. Make him the constant underdog that's working from underneath. But yeah. everybody always knows he's the main event guy. Like, that's yeah. I well, don't that. do that. But 
not that everybody knows. You could do a good story. And well, everybody it. already knows. I mean, the guy, yeah. is, the guy is, is, is already a legend. The guy could retire well, today and be a legend, like today. Well, there's other people that they're building with, you know, Hangman Adam Page all the way down to, oh, like, I, Darby I, Allen. I, and there's, you know, he's definitely not the next one up. So I think you could do a good story. Either way, I thought I was – I gave it a B, uh, a little bit above what you were saying, but kind of the same place. Um, I I loved it. It was great, and I think this gives them a good opportunity to start a good story for Kenny and Pac for the future of AEW to build upon and build new stars. And um, and yeah, then that uh, takes us to uh, NXT, I believe. Yeah, man. Yeah, back over to NXT UK Takeover and match number two. Uh, we get to see Cesaro here. Yeah. Uh, versus versus the new kid Dragon Off in uh, NXT UK. Uh, and Dragonov is good, man, but he's he's creepy and that he's very intense and that kind of makes him unique. He's got like those kind of early two thousands like all red um, uh, contacts, and I, I felt kind of cheeseballed by him. But his intensity makes me kind of sold him on him. I was kinda like, you know, works now, now, yeah, yeah. Now that I thought about it, I was kinda like, no, the red tights and the red contacts, I I kind of like it. Like I, I kind of like it. Um, man, C- Cesaro just like chucked him over the top rope at one point and like dumped him on the floor and it was just such a brutal bump like man these guys just like they beat the hell out of each other though man it was a very very physical match um i mean cesaro was really just beating the kid to death but he was doing a great job of holding his own and the crowd ate it up uh probably the longest cesaro swing i've ever seen in my life uh i think that what did he go to like 40 or something like that like a, a crowd yeah, count of 40 it, it or something was crazy like that. Man, and I kind of like the six-one line too. That was pretty cool. I like that. I like the idea where you go in for a six-one-nine, you turn it into a a, clo- a clothesline. It was pretty cool. Um, Dragonov had a pretty a pretty cool like stalling suplex spot too. Um, man, they really did a great job of getting that kid over. I, I felt like. I mean, the diving uh, Death Valley driver into the corner was amazing. Uh, Cesaro finally hit the neutralizer and he got the win. It was a long match, but it felt great to me. Uh, I mean, they got they had a lot of time, but it never lagged. Uh, I mean, I mean, Cesaro is arguably one of the best in-ring bell-to-bell performers in the world, and he definitely proved it again here. Even you know, five or six years after he's been in this kind of situation where he's able to show a great one-on-one match. Uh, but yeah, man, I, honestly, even I, I typed this might be match of the show, and we're only two matches in on the NXT Takeover. I gave it three and a half stars. I gave it a B plus uh, to an, to an, uh, an A minus. What did you think about uh, what do you think about Cesaro versus Dragonoff here? Man, I have a lot of the uh, same similar notes, so I don't want to uh, repeat. Yeah, we watch these shows together, but, guys. So I mean, yeah, but but we do have our own too, We so. do have our own opinions, um, and we yeah. were trying not to talk about them too much together. But on this one particularly, I do have a lot of the same notes. Um, one of the things I have from the beginning is I didn't like how they introduced it. Um, with uh, Cesaro backstage in an interview, and then Dragonoff walking by, um, and it just kind of—they could have made a cool surprise out of it. Yeah, how it started was a little weird. Yeah, even though a lot of people didn't know this Dragonoff guy, I feel like there there was a better way to do it. You know, it was almost like that time when they ruined the uh, the Eric Bischoff surprise because uh, Booker T was backstage and uh, or something, and I think Eric Bischoff walks by. And Booker T says, tell me, I did not just say that. You know, it's like it, you could have done that so much better um, back then. And it kind of had that same feeling where it's somebody in an interview, somebody walks by, just ruined what could have been a cool surprise. But anyway, um, 
uh, pretty much all the same notes about the match, as you said, man. I thought this was a great showing for Dragunov. I think people walking away from this show all were saying, you know, hey, that was a good show. What did you think about the main event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what else did you like? Man, I like. I really like that new guy, Dragunov, was, was really cool, man. But, man, I think they beat the crap out of each other, but I think – uh, especially Cesaro beat the crap out of Dragunov. At some points, it was like, man, he's welcoming wel- welcoming him to the WWF or the WWE. Yeah. He really was was beating the crap out of him, man. And like you said, he picks him up and just throws him straight out. Uh, Cesaro, top performer. I hope he sticks back with NXT and becomes the world champion at one point or goes to SmackDown and becomes a champ. I-, I don't know. He needs to be a champion. Um I, I like you said. I really like the idea of the six-one uh, line. That was yeah. a creative uh, thing to do. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to see if I have anything other than what you said, and I really don't, man. Um, I love the moments after the match. Uh, you know, they were friendly. It looked like Cesaro was going to be some heel, and, I, and then they shook hands, whatever. Um, I actually, I gave it a B plus to an A minus. Same exact thing as you. B plus to an A minus. Yeah. It was, it was really high up there. It was a great. Yeah impressive entertaining match from uh, a surprise really i'm not surprised that cesaro could do it but yeah. i don't know this other guy right and yeah really able to pull something really cool off so um back to uh aew is my favorite darby allen jimmy havoc joey Danella. it's a triple threat match would you like me to just keep going, Daniel? Keep, we keep rolling, baby. Read on that last one. We're, we're, we're going to do these next. There was a yeah. few more matches on uh, AEW, so we're going to do these next yeah. two back-to-back. So, yeah, go ahead and take it away with this triple threat, man. Yeah, so triple threat, man. Um, th- my first note was a little bit of a critique for AEW. Still trying to get their production in line. Still trying to, you know, they're a brand-new company. Uh, Darby Allen comes out, and under him it says Jimmy Havoc. So that was a kind of a little mess up on them. But uh, that doesn't take anything away from my rating. It's just a little note that I noticed. Um, uh, Darby Allen, I got to admit, I'm a fanboy of this guy. Um, he didn't do uh, a lot in this match that, you know, was the reason why I loved him before. He was still great, but the other two shows I saw him in for AEW, was uh, he, did a, he was just amazing. Uh, I'm still a fanboy of him, though. I just uh, wasn't as impressed by him in this show like I was on the other ones, but I'm still a huge fan of him. Uh, there was a cool monkey flip uh, with Joey Janela where he stays sitting on the chair. Uh, me and Daniel yeah. next to each other and I popped on that one. I remember that, man. Um, it, man, there was some crazy hard score, hardcore stuff with tax. Um, oh, Joey Janela, who keeps doing... Um, not Joey. Yeah, Joey Janela. Uh, he keeps uh, throwing shade over back at Jim Cornette's way because they are not friends on Twitter. And there was a uh, last show he waited while he was outside of the ring and the camera guy was close by. He turned over, he flicked off the camera and said something to Jim Cornette, like F you Jim Cornette. Well, this time um, he wasn't as obvious, um, but instead he pulled out a, uh, a, a, a tennis racket. Jim Cornette's yeah, favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jim Cornette walked out with a tennis racket. So a little nod again to Jim Cornette, which I really like Joey Janela turning it into like this thing where some people watching that are seeing Joey pull out a tennis racket and it's a hardcore match. 
Pulling out. And so, he makes, and so he makes a face and throws it down. Right. But the oh, park. Yeah. So as a casual fan, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why would he use a tennis racket? That's a Why funny little spot. But like, yeah. if you're an actual smart, it's like, oh man, yeah. that's good. That's good stuff. If yeah. You know what's going on? It gets you kind of hype. It's like that's awesome. By uh, the way, I could totally see Corny in AEW. Oh, yeah. Like I could totally see them help. Like I mean. Especially with the, with the Rhodes brothers tie, I mean, yeah. makes sense. Maybe he's kind of gotten into the weeds and he gets a little hot and crazy on Twitter. So, I mean, that dude might end up in jail for a Me Too movement or something later in life. I don't know if he'll make it, but it would be awesome to see. Anyway, Jimmy Havoc wins. Um, I really wish you didn't. Um, man, it, I'm glad he didn't pin Darby, but it was like that guy is like one of my least favorites. He's like a Skinny as a twig. Um, that's coming from another twig guy. I'm skinny as a twig. I don't know, man. His small. whole gimmick is is to be this hardcore. I don't like it. I think that's gonna turn people away seeing a guy like him. Not because he's like uh emo, not emo, but gothic or anything, man. Because Darby Allen's gothic with that face paint. It's I just don't like it, man. His whole his only gimmick is that he takes pain. I don't like it. Um, so. The best thing about it was that he didn't pin Darby. I gave it actually a C to a C plus because it was pretty entertaining. I mean, I didn't hate it. I actually was entertained through this whole match, especially with uh, the the monkey flip thing and and some of the things that were done. But um, it could have been a lot more. So I'm only going to be in that C to C plus range. What did you think about this match? Man, uh, Crocker Real being the sponsor here, I thought was really funny that this the, like, yes. they were the oh, sponsor of this right. specific match. That's kind of funny. Uh, they had a decent little tax spot that they definitely messed up at one point. Like they were like supposed to shove the tax in his mouth and then quickly tape his mouth shut. But the right. first tape like fell or something. And right. so then like oh. it took Janela a while to get the tape off the roll for the So he's like sitting there for a couple seconds, just like with the tax in his mouth. Like, and it was obviously a big part of the show. So a big part of the match. So you couldn't just scrap it. So that, that really hurt the grade because that definitely pulled out all the hokiness there. Um, man, if they wouldn't have, if they just wouldn't have shown his face like after the tape, then it probably would have been fine. But man, that emerald fusion that Janela gave uh, Allen on the apron was absolutely disgusting. Uh, the paper cut spots I really popped for. I'm just trying to hit highlights because you covered on on most of like the bulk of the match. No, but yeah, that's good. I didn't cover on this crap, so that's good. Yeah, uh, the the uh, there was a pretty insane Canadian destroyer through the table from Janela to Allen. That was awesome. And Allen had like this uh, this skateboard that had like nails or like uh, long staples through like the body yeah. of it. And he did like an ollie off the top rope onto uh, I can't remember who, which guy's back with like all these spikes, and that was pretty crazy. Um, the coffin drop, you know, the, the you know the clip that we're all seeing now, where you know Allen does the coffin drop off the back, like with the barrel onto the steps. It's like honestly, it looked it was a great visual, but to be honest, like that bump was probably easier to take than the bump he took off the top rope onto the apron uh, against Cody. Yeah, uh, that bump, I mean that that barrel probably soaked up quite a bit of that bump for him. Um, but yeah, man, I mean overall, again, like uh, I mean. Havoc finally got the pin over Janela, and it wasn't great. It wasn't a great match, but it wasn't bad either because it was entertaining. Um, so I do. I gave it two stars. I gave it. I gave it a C plus, a C to a, a D plus to like a C minus, uh, maybe a C in there. Um, at most a C. At most right. a C. We'll just say that. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna carry us right over here. We had a few more matches on the AEW show, so we're gonna just gonna jump right into the next uh, the next match here, and that's the Best Friends versus the Dark Order. 
Uh, I literally booed this from the entrances. Like at Cass's house, I literally verbally booed uh, when I realized it was these two teams. Uh, man, uh, the best friends weren't even ma- like wearing their matching gear, and that bothers me to death. Uh, Trent looked great, and Chuck looked awful again, as always. Uh, Beretta did a great. Beretta, Trent Beretta did a great job of selling uh, and taking kind of the bulk of the heat. Uh, Chuck gets the hot tag, and he just sucks too. It's like it would be something if like he was a little flabby, but just so good. You know what I mean? But like he's right. not. Like he's just not that good. Like. Like, please, please, God, bring back Rapungi Vice. Like, please, can we just have Rapungi Vice? Can we just get Rocky Romero out here with Trent Beretta? And, like, maybe they can reform a tag team? Because it just Chuck Taylor sucks. He should just not even be on – like, he should be wrestling at the fairgrounds, and that's pretty much it. Like, he's just not that good. End of discussion. Yeah. I feel like he just knows the right people, and that's why he is where he is. Because he's kind of awful. Um, man. And Jim is Jim Ross was, was kind of lax in the match on commentary there too. Uh, you listen, man, I love Jr. He's the voice of my childhood. But I mean, what is this the fourth show? And I mean, it he just doesn't sound. He's not the same guy, man. He's yeah. I mean, he may say that he is, but he's slower. He's stepping all over people. He's not. He's just. It doesn't. He always sounds pissed off. It's just. I don't know. He yeah. didn't feel excited the whole time. He felt like he was just reacting to what he was seeing, and there was no like excitement for the card. Like, I mean, Golden Boy was was killing it. I felt like, um, but yeah, I mean, Jr. was just not not great on this show all altogether. Um, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. The Orange Cassidy bit, uh, I did really enjoy, um, and that honestly gave the whole thing a bit of a bump. I like without Orange Cassidy. This match is one star. Uh, with Orange Cassidy, it's one and a half. So I gave it more of like, I guess this would be more like a D to a D plus. Uh, what did you think about Best Friends versus Dark Order? Man, I say it every time, dude. Trent looks like a champion. Um, I say just get rid of Chuck Taylor, like you're saying, but don't put him in another tag team. Dude, package this guy as a as a player dude he, he's killing it he's big he's tall he's jacked he's got a great body but he's talented in the ring man he was showing some talent he was showing some selling he did the Shawn michaels rick flair uh turnbuckle spot where you roll up in the turnbuckle fantastic he did that and he looked great um i did think this match was long and boring and chuck taylor is just not good and is off a step and i don't care what anybody says it's not just because of how he looks. He's just not good. This match was very, very, very long. Then the minions come out at the end and all that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Dark Order wins. Not a good match. I gave it a D plus. Yeah, the Dark Order sucks, man. The yeah. Dark Order sucks. The minions so thing, stupid. I don't like it. I feel it's, like they've invested so much time in that gimmick, too, and it sucks. Yeah. And I know we keep saying it, and people are probably tired of hearing it, but the reason why I keep saying it is because you should see this tag team. I honest to God think that if you had like from the beginning of AEW, if you had made the Carnies, the ta- the indie tag team, the Carnies in that Dark Order spot, it would be ten times better. That Man, match would have been be better. About Everything they've been done, about that fight for the Fallen would have been better. Everything yeah. would have been better. That team, I can guarantee you, is significantly better. Big shout out to Nick Iggy and Carrie Awful. We love those dudes to death. Yeah. But yeah, man, let's let's jump back over to uh to NXT, and this is actually the third match on the card. Here we had uh, Andrews and Webster 
uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus Wolfgang and Mark Coffey uh, versus Drake and Gibson. Uh, man, the NXT UK Tag Team titles. Uh, I like the fact that there's matching gear by everyone. Uh, it makes a huge difference to me. Maybe I'm just vain and used to those kind of theatrics, but I really think that that is really important to me. Uh, especially when you think about heyday of, of tag team wrestling. I mean, the the 80s and the 90s, like everybody wore matching gear, and that's the way it really should be. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it was hot start from from the Grizzled Vets uh, and the Flyers. Uh, I'm just going to call Webster and Andrews the Flyers here because everybody else kind of had a tag team. Uh, great tandem offense from both of those teams to kind of start off. Uh, lots, it did kind of get to a point where there were like a lots of lots of, of stops and starts, but that kind of makes sense when you're when you're doing a, a triple threat tag team match. It's, it's just naturally a little clunky, uh, and it made it a little hard to follow. Uh, Wolfgang Wolfgang taking that reverse Hurricane Rana was absolutely amazing. That dude's easily like six four or six five, uh, man. And there was some pretty good false finishes in there too, uh, like two or three solid fakeouts that got both me and Cass. Um, Probably could have been a couple minutes shorter. This is probably the first match that I say, like, could have been a little bit shorter. Uh, but honestly, man, like, at the end, all hell broke loose. And it got, I mean, it was it was, it was was really, really, really good. Um, the Flyers get the win after a shooting star press. And I thought the match was fantastic. I gave it three and a half stars, a B plus to an A minus. What did you think about this triple threat tag team match? Man, uh, again, we're pretty close on this one, man. Uh, I was not looking forward to it, like I said earlier, um, and especially with this one because it's a triple threat tag team match, and this is can this can be especially a hodgepodge with just basically the whole match will be planned spots and that's it. And yeah. this match started off like that, where it right. started. I mean, and the match was so long, it almost felt like the first 15, 20 minutes were all just planned spots. Over and over, that was it. And I was hating the match. I mean, my first notes are, you know, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Planned spots, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, around the whole inverted Frankensteiner thing, uh, I thought he was dead. And I really would... Man, that that bump alone, like, gave it probably at least half a star for me. That was like, like, whoa, that turned up the volume on this match, man. Then the, the false finishes... Really took it from uh, like an F at the beginning, and now we're up to like a, a a D or a C, man. It was very long, which where it was like it's almost a B or whatever, but it can't so long altogether, man. The Doomsday Device on the outside—it's a oh, suicide awesome. dive into a Doomsday Device. Crazy, man. And then and new champions, and it's a babyface win. I'm I'm more actually in Wales. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in in Wales, the hometown, those guys, I really liked them. Man, at the end of it, I, it was like it was like a roller coaster. My emotions, which yeah. I liked, I liked yeah. that I didn't like it, yeah. then I hated it, then right. I loved it, then it was too long, but then they did that, and it was worth it at the end. I'm giving it an A minus. Oh A-. wow, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. So we're we're really close on this one. You actually edged it a little bit more than I did, but man, I think that these guys like. First of all, we're about halfway through the UK show, man. And if, you, if you've been on the fence or if you haven't watched this NXT UK show, if you maybe haven't watched the brand or whatever, this is a damn great place to start, man. This show yeah. was absolutely killer. If you like pro wrestling, even if you're more of a sports entertainment fan, you will enjoy this show. It was really, 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 really good. I'm, I'm um, leaning back. I started leaning over to AEW. 
at the beginning. I think I'm leaning over to, to NXT. I'm definitely I'm leaning, leaning to NXT, NXT man. And that's not, things, that's not to take anything yeah. away from, from, from all out here. I mean, it was, it was a fantastic show, and we're going to keep telling you why, man. Uh, right, after, uh, right after that Best Friends Dark Order match, we had a really cool promo for the upcoming TNT like TV show. Uh, and that just got my blood pumping, man, because I am in my you know early to mid-30s, and I was totally like in my adolescence and, teen, and pre-teen years right around – the the uh the attitude era and you know on into high school for me so uh you know i'm i'm very much into uh you know that world that competition world you know flipping back and forth between two channels uh and full disclosure here man like i catch raw and smackdown when i can i watch this week in wwe a lot to kind of keep me abreast on all the story stuff but with this podcast i don't get a chance to watch monday night raw and smackdown every week uh but i do try to watch nxt and i can guarantee you this right now I will be watching every single episode of NXT and AEW when it happens. You know, when that when that war For starts, sure. everybody's going to be tuning in to both of those shows. Um, and man, this next match was uh, was something a little different here. It was uh, Hiraku Shida versus Rio. Hiraku Shida, yeah, Hiraku, Hiraku Shida. Shida, yeah, Hiraku Shida, yeah, versus Rio. And this match was very slow. Uh, seemed like a, a lot of rest holds and a lot of rest spots. I felt like Riho wasn't really herself, uh, you know, con- con- compared to like what we saw before. Um, I mean, I legit get scared for her in some of the bumps that, bumps that she takes, and that's not like that's not a sexist thing. She's just so little. It's very much like Spike Dudley style. Like, like I get so nervous, like because they're so little that it's like, and they take these serious bumps that it's just. It's wild, man. I get scared for Marco's stunt too. Like it's just the it's the girl. I mean, it's some of the some of those bumps that she was taking, like on the back of her head and neck, were just so scary. Uh, the girls worked hard, and the match benefited from it. Uh, the commentary was really cluttered, though, and and I, I just really couldn't connect with this match. I ended up giving this match one and a half stars, so like a D plus. Um, you know, to a D, really, honestly, really a D. Uh, what, 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 what did you think about this, this Riho versus Hiroku? Sh- sh- should I match or should I? Should I? Should I? Shida. Hiroku uh, Shida. 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 Yeah. Shida. Yeah. She shoulda uh, had a better match. Um, oh, I, I love Rio. I, I love Rio, dude. I think she is so cute. I don't know. I like her a lot. And I, she's a great wrestler. She really is. She does. No, she is stuff. like. Like it's almost like real. It's almost like kayfabe. Like I, I yeah. just genuinely get concerned for her. Like sure. Well, I don't know if that's kayfabe. I think <laughs> just concerned. Um, I don't know. It was a good little match, man. More like it it's was, real, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, it was nothing special though, but it was a good little match, man. Both of them really, you know, stuck their moves or really getting their stuff in. But again, I don't have that many notes on it. it, it I remember the match. Um, I, I did think it was solid. I mean, I wouldn't, honestly, I don't think it deserves much less than a D I'm, I'm kind of to no. a D plus D plus C area on it. Actually. I it feel like you were probably going to be a little bit higher on this one, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm over to the D plus C area. Um, well, we all know that, uh, you know, Cass loves those Asians. Moving on like to the, the next Asians. match, though. Uh, back on, back over to the NXT UK. Uh, it was a nice promo for Clash of the Champions. 
solid, solid promo package for the last man standing match with uh, Dave Mastiff here and Joe Coffey. But I can tell you right now that that promo package was the best part about this entire thing. Uh, the top rope broke like ro- right in the open, and me and Cass kind of argued like, did this happen on purpose? Because I don't know why anyone would do that. It like it just makes it makes everything so much harder. Um, I mean, there, especially considering there were a couple spots that like Joe Coffey was. You could tell he had some things mapped out in his mind, or maybe it just wasn't supposed to happen yet. Like maybe that was supposed to happen towards the end of the match, right? Uh, and they went to the wrong corner or whatever. Um, the whole thing was really, really rough. Just lots of like kind of hardcore action, and none of it was really good. Um, I'm pretty sure the top rope thing was either a mistake or it should have happened later in the match. Uh, but it really sucked. I mean, there was well, nothing big guys could do to fix I've that. I've seen. Opinion. I've seen other modern day matches where the top ropes broken and they've been able to fix it rather quickly. Oh yeah. Like have someone come out and fix it. That's, yeah. No, no, no. Why right, didn't like, they fix this it? This is what I'm saying. Know? Like don't, don't, don't tweet me saying that like, Oh, Daniel's a Mark. Like he no, just thought it was we all don't real. Know. We I, don't no, know what I'm saying. No, no. I, I do think that the turnbuckle was gimmicked. I'm just saying that I don't think it was supposed to happen in the first big Irish whip of the match. And if, it, really was, it, was, if it was, and if it was, it was poorly planned. Poorly plan- yeah, really badly planned. Like, really but, badly planned. But maybe, and hate to keep going back and forth to talking over you, but maybe that was kind of their reason to take it outside of the ring and go outside into the crowd. But yeah, the thing is, if that was the plan, if that was the plan, they stayed in the ring and went even outside of them back into the ring. Like they kind yeah, of, if that was the plan, they didn't do a good job at it. I give the match a dud, a straight up goose egg. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly do like both guys, but this match just sucked. And honestly, uh, I'll say this. If you watch this show, just skip this match and everything else will make you very happy. Um, but yeah, moving back. I mean, we'll go ahead. What, what did you think about Dave Mastiff and yeah. Joe Coffee? Did you have any other thoughts on this one? What's your, yeah. What was your it's, grade? It's, well, it's kind of funny. Just now I had to go and look to see if this was on the NXT card or the AEW card. It's kind of funny. I mean, both shows are full with uh, filled with these young, yeah. great talents yeah. that I'm starting to be like, wait, is Dave Massett? Wait, what, what is this AEW? I can't even, I couldn't even remember because that's a good thing for AEW, though, man. I will it's say that. I literally just wrestling fans, I literally just had to turn my page over to see if this was part of NXT or AEW because for a split second I forgot. I've also... Uh, been hitting the head a lot and drank a lot of beers and my memory sucks but also um there's kind of the same talent on each card but no man not much to say i kind of said it the only other thing that was like the dumbest thing of the match other than the rope breaking was on the side of the ring but closer to the fans underneath the padding there was a a pull stick which really didn't make much sense at all where there would just be a pool stick laying there. Um, that was kind of dumb. Later on, you started seeing pool balls every now and then coming out from another ring. So that was kind of funny that there was some pool balls. Um, and they never really used them. They were just there kind of where you to see them. So that was planned. I just didn't get why he pulled it from where he did. It was where the barricade starts, stops, and the mat ends. It was right there. It was like tucked away which I guess you could say he knew he was having a match and he's a heel when he went and put it there, but kind of stupid. Um, I thought it was a crappy hardcore match. I don't like hardcore matches to begin with. Ring broke, so they pretty much were out of the ring for most of the match. They did try to do stuff in the ring, which made it kind of look planned because they were doing stuff with the broken ropes. Um, Very, very long, and then they go out into the crowd, 
and God, if you ever go out in the crowd, you're done with me. I've never seen a crowd match, even the Rock and Mankind out in the crowd, really not that great. It's like so boring. It's the same thing from everybody. All I'm thinking is they're laying down and people spit, spilled cokes. They got sticky backs. They got to go back and take showers afterwards. Terrible. The bumps look crappy because nobody really wants to land on concrete or wood floor as hard as they can. So you can kind of tell they're taking backyard wrestling style bumps. As At least that's what I see. I gave the match a D for dud. Same as you. Not a fan of it. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't into it at all, man. Uh, but yeah, we're going to jump back over to AEW here. Um, and man, it was a really cool package for Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes. Uh, that whole storyline is kind of awesome to me. Uh, it's very throwback. It's very, um, very nostalgic just, just in itself with two like, you know, modern wrestlers, which is kind of awesome, you know, adding, you know, Tully Blanchard, uh, to the, to the mix with, with Sean Spears definitely, definitely worked in their favor. Uh, it was a pretty amazing, like, Star Trek cosplay here by Cody uh, in the open, even though his dog got really freaked out, and that was kind of sad. I know that the internet yeah. really, got, really got in an uproar about that as well. Uh, but, yeah, it was very cool. Um, man, like, uh, it was a pretty cool chairman entrance from from Sean Spears, too. Um, definitely kind of I, – I really predicted the uh, – the uh, MJF swerve there, I was really expecting the heel turn to happen here. I think everyone really expects it to happen, uh, but they're really just going to wait until it kind of comes out of nowhere, I think. I think that they know yeah. that everyone was expecting it, and that's why they didn't do it. Um, man, I was I, I was, I was, was really into, like, I was, I, I was NWA hype for this match because it was very much a Dusty Rhodes style, uh, very story-driven, very angle-driven match. Uh, they did a great job building it up up until this point. Uh, it was a really great heel work, kind of getting Tully involved in the storyline. And the contacts, uh, Sean War, were a little lame. Uh, they were a very Vin Diesel uh, fan club, but that's okay. Uh, the rest of it was very good 80s-style kind of kayfabe story match. Um, man, I mean, it was just it was really steady back and forth. Great technical, like not even necessarily technical wrestling, but very like... Uh, it, almost like if main event is a style, if main event wrestling is a style, like a, like a blow off to a to a big storyline, an emotional filled match, uh, even with the uh, physicality, that's the kind of style of match these guys had, uh, man. And then Arn Anderson finally hits the ring uh, to kind of you know like put an end to all the all the heel work, and the roof literally blew off of Cass's castle because mm. I screamed at the top of my lungs. I was oh, yeah. so and, and and you know and you know what the crowd like they blew up in Chicago too. It was really awesome. Uh, Cody hit a bionic elbow. I, I popped for that. Everybody in the crowd popped for that. Very cool nod to Dusty there. Um, Spears catches the chair for a disaster kick, and then uh, then it hits the crossroads for the finish. I absolutely loved this match. This is the kind of match that I love when like you see two guys that are tech that can technically wrestle. You know that they're really good wrestlers, but they're also working. They're doing both. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're being great professional wrestlers and working sports entertainment style. And when you can do that, when you can blend both worlds the best, that's when you have a you know a Shawn Michaels. That's when you have uh, you know a Ric Flair, a Stone Cold. Uh, you know when you have that level of talent. Um, 
you can make these kind of matches. And man, Cody Rhodes is one of those guys to me. And that's not to take anything away from Sean Spears or Tully or Arn or, or anybody else involved in this match or MJF. They all did their, their role really well. I loved this match. I gave it four stars. I gave it an A. What did you think about uh, uh, Sean Spears versus Cody here? Yeah, man, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it from the start seeing uh, referee Oi Hebner. Um, I loved it all the way to the end, man. Um, I will say at times I, I watch stuff like this and I, I try to think, like, let me put myself in somebody else's mind. Like, why doesn't Vince want this stuff? Is it because I'm just some mark? But no, man, like, this is good if you're yeah. a mark. But this is good. That's why it's that main event style, man. <laughs> I, I don't see – I don't know why Vince doesn't see it, but Vince, I feel like, is missing something because I don't see much of this – well, that see, on the contrary, though, like the contrary you hear, I really feel mm-hmm. like this is what WWE is. It's just yes. everything else around, around these cars. Like the difference is to me, yes. and, and now we're getting a little in the weeds here, but that's okay. The difference is to me is that WWE now is trying to deliver this kind of match in every single match on their cards, and mm-hmm. it's too much. So if you give me two or three emotional matches on a pay-per-view and then like three to four fantastic in-ring workers, great, you know, like technical wrestling, which is what AEW, I feel like, is they're trying to do. There were, there were two matches here that had really great storylines. And everything else was just kind of like good wrestlers being put in. That's that's a good formula. That's a really good yeah. formula. Like, to me, WWE, they're, they're, and they've been without competition for so long that that's how they got to this point. Because they had to keep up in the ante because there was no one else to, to go off of, to compete off of, to try to keep their ratings up. Because once, you know, when you don't have any competition and you're watching the same show after a while, it gets old. You know, like, then you're like, oh, man, now I wish, like, every – and that, what, what if every match had a great story? And you're like, oh, yeah, let's try to do that. But then all your stories end up, end up suffering, and we don't have any great stories because all of your matches try to have stories. And it doesn't – you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I feel like we've uh, wasted, yeah. we're wasting great talents in WWE on the main roster like right now. Like, Seth Rollins and Ziggler and Owens and – I mean, there's so many guys that that are Brian. I mean, these guys are and they're in they're in high quote unquote high profile angles. But the reason why it suffers is because you don't just have a match on Raw. That's just a match. That's just there. Like, give me a match. Let's open the show without a promo, without anyone coming out and talking for the first time ever. Let's just have the mat. The Raw starts off. There's a big package, and then boom, a match. Just to have a match. A yeah. match. Two good wrestlers. Give them ten minutes. Give him at least a solid eight minutes. Give it, you know, like why, 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 why? It's not hard. Like just book a good wrestling match, then maybe a tag team match, and you're kind of starting to build a story there. And then match three, give me a, give me an actual story match that you've been working on. And in between these three matches, you can fill them with interviews and backstage stuff and promos, whatever. We could, we, I could fill three hours. I could fill a raw. It, although again, raw shouldn't be three hours, but you know that's that's a whole other can of worms that we're getting into, man. No matter what, both Cass and I absolutely loved, uh, you know, Sean Spears versus Cody Rhodes here. Yeah, man. Yeah, I liked uh, the Cody did a, a gold dust uppercut, which I liked with a throwback. Uh, we saw Tully Blanchard interfering in the match. Cody Rhodes did a, a figure four. For, uh, you know, there's a lot of throwback to the Four Horsemen. And then we really saw the Four Horsemen when we saw Double A Arn Anderson do a run in. He did a spine buster in the crowd. Beautiful went spine crazy. buster. Crazy. Right? I mean, yeah, that was a beautiful spine buster. The crowd really went crazy. Yes, as you were saying, we both loved it. Hands down, great storyline, 
main event style match, sports entertainment style match. We loved it. Indeed. And freaking deed. Dude, like, so let's hop back over to the Cardiff show, and I'll, I will tell you another match that I, I pretty thoroughly enjoyed uh, was going to be Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm. Uh, now, before the match, tell they me how much show, you enjoyed it. They, they showed off a, a Tegan Knox uh, kind of in the crowd there, and I was pumped to see her on this brand. I'm going to be pumped to see her for sure. And they did a really good job of selling uh, this is more of a story based package. Again, we haven't been watching the NXT UK show as much, but they I know they've been doing this for quite a while, building up this match. Uh, it did seem like the crowd was really in tune to that as well. Um, and it was a little, kind of a slow start from Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm here, uh, but that was okay. Uh, Ray did a good job of kind of keeping the tempo down, and Storm did a good job of kind of being the over-eager champion that wants to, like, settle the score or prove her point or whatever, you know. Um they're definitely trying to make it a more emotional than technical match in the middle. Uh, and that did kind of cause it to drag to me. And it was probably because I didn't know their st- – all right, again, I did enjoy this match. But I didn't know their story well enough. And this was a match that they were trying to do very similar to like a Cody Rhodes or Sean Spears. They're trying to build up a story here. Um and I really didn't think that this was the match to drop the title. I really didn't. I really honestly felt like this was the match where t- Tony Storm should have gone over to really cement her uh, almost the way Pete Dunne did for, you know, over a year with that with the with the UK title and kind of made it as prestigious as it is. I really felt like Tony Storm should have had a longer run with the belt here. Um, I really do feel like I mean, I really did not like the fact that that, that Kaylee Ray went over. Uh, I think not not because like I'm I'm a mark and I'm mad that like the wrong girl went over, but like storyline wise, this is it's really hard to build Kylie Ray as a credible. She's not a Shayna Baszler. She's not a champion that you can like uh, as a heel that you can just like feed like baby faces to as like a you know underdogs chasing her. Um, whereas Tony Storm could totally be the kind of baby face with heels kind of coming after her title. I feel like that makes a lot more sense. I just feel like they really put the wrong person over here. Uh, and I, I felt like the effort was good. It just missed the mark overall for the direction of the women's title in general. Uh, so I ended up giving this match one and a half stars. I gave it about a D to a D plus. Uh, what, what did you think about um, Kay Lee Ray versus Tony Storm? Yeah, I, I'm kind of right there on it, man. I, I, I hate to keep agreeing with you. I know I just keep saying that, but um, yeah, we, we I, I like that they were doing story, as you touched on, man. They were really, there was a deep story that I'm not familiar with, sadly. I wish I was more familiar with it. Um, seems like they were just these friends. Um, there was They kept touching on Tony crying, I guess that she just, you know, they were, they were doing a deep story match, which I really love incorporated into a storyline. And I love when they incorporate the story within the match, you know, a good, uh, you know, I don't ever bring up Shawn Michaels, but, uh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair at WrestleMania, you know, the story went all into the match where Shawn even said, I'm sorry. I love you. You know, I love that. And then this had, you know, they were crying in the match. Supposedly I didn't really see it, but the commentary said they were, um, uh, Kaylee, uh, kept doing uh, this move over and over again. And I, I can't remember what it was, but I just remember she kept doing something over and she won by it. If anybody can remember what Kaylee, Oh, it was like, uh, it was like the gory bomb. Where she like she gets him up she, with a gory special and then she lets him go and it's like a flapjack okay. like bomb. She kept doing it. 
over yeah. and over again. Um, Until it finally works. I mean, I understand yeah. the psychology behind it because it's like, oh, you tried it and it gets a two count. It's a near fall. Yeah. And then you just keep going back to the same move. Kind of diminishes your move, though, if it doesn't work. You know, a, a tombstone only needs one, you know? Um, well, that's not true at all. But Unless yeah. it's, you know, later in this career, you know, Shawn Michaels took like three of them. But yeah. uh, back in the day, one tombstone usually did it. One Sweet Chim Music did it. And especially especially when DDT did it. But anyway, that's, you know, moving on. Very true. Um, the Very crowd, true. you know, there was actually people, a lot of people in the crowd wearing their gear, you know, and I thought that they were really going to be invested, but they did not seem to care about the match. Um, and uh, neither did I. I gave it a D. Gave it a wow. D. Yeah, about the same, about the same. Okay, cool. So let's jump back over to uh, AEW. Uh, man, this is uh, the second last match on the car. We have the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. In a uh, in a ladder match for the AAA Tag Team Titles, and uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna let you go ahead and take it away here. What did you think about the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks? Mo, I don't even know how to talk today, uh, man. Both these teams, I was really impressed by. I actually thought this was going to be a spot fest and no selling. And just whatever. And I think uh, since we've started covering AEW, I've kind of shown surprise towards the Young Bucks, and uh, they they surprised me again, man. This was not just a, it was it was actually not just a spot fest. Um, good selling. Um, everything meant something. Every move meant something. They sold it, as I said. There was some great selling. Uh, both teams did some great double-team moves. I'm not going to go over all of them because there were some of them were great. A lot of people are, are posting on Twitter uh, where it looks... I don't know which one of them. I think it's Nick. looks like he's literally dies in, off the ladder into yeah. the with some sort of powerbomb type move yeah. into the table. And, I mean, it really looks like he dies. I mean... Yeah. A lot of people were talking about how they were just clinching the whole match that was so crazy, all these big spots. But it wasn't – there was a lot of spots in the match, but I don't know how to say it, that it wasn't a spot. You just got to see it to believe it. There was great spots, yeah. but it wasn't a spot fest. There wasn't too many. They really didn't overdo the spots. They did enough to make it mean something. Well, it's, it's a ladder they, match too. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, it's so, right. It's a ladder match, but they didn't – There's I've, there's been times where these ladder matches are just – and WWE does it a lot, where it's just spot or spot or spot or spot. Sure, but a lot of times right. those are like those are like my, like money in the bank matches where there's like nine sure. guys in the match. Sure, you know? sure, but you know I've seen it on a one on one match on the indies. So I mean, uh, That's That's you got to know know the art, and they actually showed that they know it, man. Um, there was some chance in this match, fight forever. I'm not a big uh, fan of the chance. Um, but you know, they, this is, they, they definitely deserved the chance here because it was a great match, man. Um, I love the brother spots that they did. They did that cool stuff where it was like older brother and older brother, younger brother and younger brother. And it was kind of like they were taking turns. They did that several times throughout the match. Uh, Several. I mean, I think they did it, uh, two times, maybe three times. Um, definitely at least two times that I remember I, I, that I definitely remember them doing, um, where if you don't know what I'm saying is basically, um, there was two ladders, at least two ladders set up, two brothers, two of the older brothers were on one, two of the younger brothers were on one. And it was just kind of a, a cool moment where, you know, the older brothers would do one and then it'd be like, um, a guy, the young bucks guy with the, 
uh, Lucha Bros guy, the Young Bucks guy will get over on his move, and then the Lucha Bro guy will get over on the Young Bucks on the other one, on the other yeah, ladder. Right. Um, and they went back and forth a couple times on that. A weird moment, though, when um, – I'm sorry, I don't know their actual names, but one of the Lucha Bros um, was unmasked. I kind of thought that was unnecessary. Pentagon. Um, Pentagon. Thought that was unnecessary. I didn't really – it they didn't were trying hurt. to give. They were trying to give drama, and honestly, they've yeah. been building this feud. There was story there. Uh, yeah, but I didn't see much before talking about I'm gonna unmask you and I'm gonna take uh, your mask yeah, off. So yeah, maybe yeah. that caught me off guard that there wasn't really much talk of that. Yeah. Um, and there is, you know, that the the Luch, the young bucks aren't deep deep baby faces, and I feel like are a deep deep heels, and I think that's a deep 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 heel move to take off um, a luchador's mask because that's like a real disrespectful thing. Um, which I wouldn't mind it if it made sense, and I just don't think it made sense in the story. Yeah. But it didn't take any. It didn't take much away from the match. I just didn't really. I could have. I could have gone without. I didn't think this. I didn't think this match needed that at this point. Sure. Um, they could have maybe saved that and built to that. Uh, yeah. hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a. You know, like we've seen. Um, you know, Jericho's done that before. Um, and they've made a point of it. But, um. Anyway, um, man, this is a hard one to rate. This is a really hard one to rate. I I gave it a, a really good grade. Um, it's about it's up there with a B plus to a B B plus. I really liked it. What did you think about this match? Yeah, I mean, I was, they really I was put their. I'm sorry, they really put their bodies on the line. They they, they get they some respect did. there. Yeah, yeah. They, Absolutely, they, they went all out. Yeah, I mean, it was a hot start for sure, just from the jump. And both teams, uh, you know, they really know each other well, and that makes a huge difference. Uh, there was some nice ladder spot, uh, to stop the Lucha dives. I thought it was pretty cool. Like kind of like holding, holding the, the ladder up instead of having the, the Lucha's dive out of the ring was, was right. smart. Um, uh, the, the Ray Phoenix, uh, thing with the ref holding ladder, like the Ray Phoenix like dive and like, there's a ref like holding a ladder, like on the outside was a little too ballet right. for me. Uh, but you know, it was what it was. I mean, the spot, like, like kind of like you said, like the spots were genius and they can't be denied. Like they had really good spots. There was time between them. They sold them well. There was a lot mm-hmm. of athletic talent. Uh, yeah. I am more of a, a kayfabe kind of guy, and this match was just as good as the Cody Spears versus uh, Cody match, but it was just a totally different style. Uh, but uh, you know, this is my kind of show, uh, and it's you know it's my opinion I'm giving on this show, and I got to give the Devils their due. I thought the match was really fantastic. Um, You know, because they did a pretty good job of selling, uh, I do prefer the more story-driven matches, but I really do enjoy this one. And I feel like having these kind of matches on the show with, with, you know, like matches like the Cody and and Spears match here, like it kind of shows you the diversity of of AEW, which is good. It's good to see. Um, Man, Ray Phoenix hit a Sunset Driver that was absolutely sick. Uh, I mean, and, and, you know, again, you touched on the the Fight Forever chance, and I absolutely hate them. Honestly, too, because like they always happen right when the finish should be happening, um, and that always bothers me because I feel like I don't know why I feel this way, but I always feel like the wrestlers are gonna hear it and be like, "Oh, we got to do a few more spots." Um, <laughs> but but man, I mean that sunset drop, sunset driver off the top of the ladder by Pentagon was incredible. Uh, the submission spot was a little crazy. Uh, I didn't like the unmasking spots at all either, and there were a few little like awkward ladder bumps. Uh, that were a little too close for comfort. But yeah, you know what? The Lucha Bros got the win. And I gave it about the same rating. I gave it three and a half stars. So like a B plus. Um, B to a B plus. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it wasn't too bad. All right, so here we are. Here we are. We're, we're, we're 
you know, we got two main events left, one main event on each show, and this is kind of a, come, becoming a tradition. Uh, I think I'm actually about even now. I think I'm about even now as far as my leanings. Yeah. Um, where are you uh, up until the, until the two main events here? Man, I'm I'm pretty even. I hate to say it. I mean, look back at the scores. I'm I'm even. Yeah. It's uh yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty close. So it's so I'm gonna go ahead even. and give give the KG cast. Um, what color am I thinking of? Um, blue. Dude, that's uncanny. All right, so you get to pick the uh the two main events. You get to pick which one we start with. All right, who's gonna start? Who's gonna start with it? Oh, you'll start. You win. You win. Okay. You pick the right color. That's oh, okay. That gets it. Blue, so. Um, I'll start, and I'll start with NXT. Okay, cool. Sounds great. All righty. So this was for the UK Championship, which me and Daniel literally just both got a little aroused, which was weird when we saw the title. I mean, we both. Oh, it's a beautiful are, are title. Pretty. You know, we're big fans on that that UK championship. And this match was for it. The champion, Walter versus Tyler Bate. This match uh, was a beauty. Um, let's go. So, um, you know, Walter is that big, mean heel. Uh, Daniel kind of introduced me on this show. I had never seen him before. And, Andrew, uh, and Daniel was like, man, you got to see this guy. Uh, classic black tights. You know, black shoes, black boots, that's it. Or black boots, black uh, knee pads, that's that's all the guy needs. He's a classic heel. If you don't bring it, you ain't going to get it. The guy demands it. And you could tell, and I loved it, man. I love this match, man. Um, I thought Bate was really hurt at, at some points of the match, that he took some big bumps. Um, but he, he was all right. Uh, it was a classic old-school match. It was slow, methodical. But the match told a, a story, and that's what it was, man. This big heel who's just a monster um, who ain't taking crap. There was a T-bloom, a T-bloom, a T-bone suplex off the apron, which was just beautiful. Uh, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, me and Dan, I still remember it at this moment now as I read that note. How me and Daniel popped. Um, I yeah. did think it was a very long. Very, very, it was too long. The match just really, really went too long. Um, commentary, though, was great on this whole show, um, and it really shined here at the end of the pay-per-view in the main event. Um, I think both shows, I keep seeing the note false finish. People are really doing the false finish in a good way, and they, they were doing it here. Uh, Walter keeps kicking out. Um, yeah. Even e even the false finish after Walter gets his crap in, you know? Um it, it, uh, McGinnis, I'm sorry, I, I think I messed, I think reversed those names there. Um, McGinnis was killing it on the commentary, was, was straight up killing it. it um, this was, yeah. it was, it was long but good. This match, it, it kind of was like in the middle there. I was thinking it was too long, but I think after the false finishes is when my notes kind of start swinging back to like, hey, this is actually, I'm glad it was this long because if it wasn't this long, we wouldn't have gotten the false finishes. And that's the, that's the art of putting a match together, you know? So in the moment, I was thinking it was way, way too long, but then it got us to those false finishes, which made it all worth it. Um, the crowd was hot. Um, man, it just uh, the clothesline that dude did, Walter did, was just uh, took his head off, right? And did he win with the clothesline? I believe he he crushed him with a clothesline, if I'm not mistaken, Daniel. Yeah. Was it that that clothesline? All right. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, yeah. 
because that's what I have in my notes that he crushed him. And I remember that clothesline, but I, I didn't write if that was the finish, but I'm pretty sure my memory, I, by the way, people don't hate my memories just terrible, but I, I do remember that clothesline. I just couldn't remember if that was the finish. And, um, I believe it was correct me if I'm wrong, but a uh, huge clothesline. I gave it a B plus, um, little on the long side, but I, uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, great all around match. What did you think? Man, I mean, God, I mean, dude, this match, like from the start, was just a hot start for both guys. I again, like as you said, like I really like Walter. Uh, I think he's one of the like great true heels that's still left in the business, like a true heel, the guy that like just doesn't. I mean, like he doesn't care if he sacrifices money because of it. He just wants to be hated, uh, and that's awesome. Um, and you know, like you know, we we know what Tyler Bate is made of too. He's he's had some fantastic independent matches. Uh, I'd love to see a, a Braun Strowman versus Walter. I feel like that would be fantastic because I feel like Walter could actually carry a big man. Um, he's just that good. Um, and again, too, yeah, I mean, you couldn't say it any better. Van McGinnis was just saying the perfect things at the perfect times in this match to really carry the viewer and keep that hype level like at 100. It was really amazing. Uh, I mean, just great chemistry between the match and the commentary. I absolutely loved this match. Uh, Walter gets the win with the Lariat, just as the crowd is kind of getting hyped for Tyler Bate. I gave this match four and a half stars. Uh, A-plus from me. I mean, I mean, it's, it would, I mean, especially considering the fact that if I, if I had been really invested in their storyline and I had watched every episode leading up to this, this may have been a five-star match. I absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't have anything else, anything else to say about that. It was just so, so damn good. Yeah, uh, man, it really was. Yeah. So let's jump back over to, uh, all, um, all out AEW and we'll close out here. Uh, before we get to the actual main event though, uh, at the end of the, uh, the luchas, um, at the end of the luchas vibe, we had, uh, the masked, the masked characters, masked presidents come out and assault the luchas. Uh, and it was Santana and Ortiz. Uh, which, you know, Tony Khan made it very clear that they are just going to be called Santana and Ortiz and not LAX because they do not own the LAX trademark. Uh, but they made their debut after shedding the masks and the crowd kind of went went crazy and it was really good stuff. Um, and that's going to lead us into this next match. And it was the Painmaker, Chris Jericho, versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, both guys had pretty solid entrances. Uh, also, there's been the IWC and the uproar because... Adam Page, God forbid, a cowboy used an actual horse to ride in. They're just talking about animal abuse and how oh it, was, my it, God. it was a concrete floor. And look, man, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not all about Yeah, I'm not all about animal abuse either. But I mean, look, like, you know, that, that dog is fine. That horse is probably fine. Like, there's there, there's not an issue here. Um, one and thing, hey, one, we, we all need glue. So if it's not fine. Oh, Good lord, Let me make some glue. Good God. All right, moving on. Yeah, so uh, I just want to go ahead and give a huge shout-out here. Aubrey Edwards was the first ever female official for a world championship wrestling match. So huge shout-out to Aubrey Edwards. We follow you on Twitter, Aubrey. Hope you follow us back. Actually, I'm pretty sure she does follow us, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Congrats to her. 
Adam Page is an absolute star uh, and a great wrestler. He showed some really great fire in the open of this match. Uh, and Jericho did a great job of kind of maintaining the pace. Uh, you could definitely see there were some nerves from Adam Page, but that almost made it better emotionally uh, because, you know, you got to see a guy that was hungry and he's, you know, seeing some of those nerves and, you know, kind of kind of shows you how much it really meant to him. And I think that that's something that can't really be duplicated. So there's actually some value in nerves, uh, in my opinion. Um, man, I mean, it, it was just a great tempo, too. And, 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 you know, Jericho knew the right times to kind of slow it down. And 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 take it take his time. And I've seen some criticism criticism from people about Jericho, uh, you know, just looking overweight, and that's why he was slowing it down. But if you really know what you're looking for, he was slowing it down for Adam Page. He could have, you know, if the match would have called for a faster tempo, Jericho definitely looked like he could have maintained it because I never saw him get blown up in this match. Honestly, uh, he did look pretty good. Uh, I mean, you know, we're not going to see Y2J from you know, the list from, you know, four or five years ago. It said that's that's over. Uh, we're not going to see it ever again. Uh, but at the same time, he looked way better on this show than he did in the past couple shows. Uh, he did seem to turn that barrel into mostly muscle. So while it's still a barrel, there was definitely some definition in his abs uh, that you could clearly see. And that's kind of cool that he, like, pointed it out to make sure that, like, you know, you noticed. Um yeah, man, overall, it was really cool. The shooting star uh, from the apron uh, to the outside, and Jericho kind of caught him in a code breaker. That was super sick. Uh, some of the outside stuff after that, though, did start to feel a little a little slow. Uh, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, again, Jericho looked significantly better here. Uh, I mean, you, you can see, you can kind of see Jericho calling and leading the match in the ring, and I love that that's kind of what's happening in a main event in 2019 on a pay-per-view. That's pretty cool to me, the fact that you can kind of see these guys talking through the match and calling it in the ring. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I thought the match was was great. Uh, it was a very good, quote-unquote, WWE-style main event match. Uh, the tempo really kind of slowed even more during Jericho getting color, and that did did drag a little bit. There was a couple like awkward moments with the referee that, that made me feel weird uh, during the color spots. It's almost like they've forgotten how to do that on commentary and cover it up, but to be honest, like, you know, two out of three guys have never had to call a match with color in it before. So, uh, you know, they don't really know how to cover. But honestly, again, JR really didn't know how to fill in this space either. And that felt a little awkward. It's like we all knew he was cutting himself. And that felt weird to me. Uh, that did, definitely did hurt the match overall. Uh, there was a false finish there. Um, and Aubrey's face, like after Jericho kicked out of the first dead eye, after she gave a two count, she like threw her hand up in the air and she was like, two. Uh, like she was just like so emotional as well. And that was uh, definitely meme worthy. It was pretty funny. Uh, but Jericho finally hits the Judas effect and is now the first ever AEW champion. We had a fantastic time uh, watching this along with the, with our, with our followers uh, who, who followed us on Twitter and watched that stream, man. Uh, it it kind of got slow there in the middle. It kind of got slow overall at the, uh, at the uh, the color spot, so I give it three and a quarter stars. So like a B pl- hard B plus, um, hard B plus. Uh, what did you think about Jericho versus Adam Page? Man, I think the star was uh, Aubrey Edwards. She was killing it, man. Yeah, she did she a great job. Um, I love her. I've loved her since I first saw her. Um, she owns it too. If you follow her on Twitter. Shout out, shout you know, out if Aubrey you, Edwards. She follows me on Instagram. Out. Very, very, very proud of that. 
Yeah, she, uh, you know, you try to make fun of her for with some meme that she did, and she'll throw it right back at you. I love yeah, it. I love it. Yeah, she just loves it. She loves it, and she's not afraid to. She's not ashamed of her silly faces and how excited she is because she's better than us because she's in a in a wrestling ring, uh, being a referee it, in a yeah. main event match. I'd killing love to it. be there. Killing it. Killing um, so she's killing it, man. This match all around. Hey, man, Adam Page, Y2J, both were just were killer in this match, man. I love the outcome. I love Y2J becoming the champion. Um, I think that's great for AEW starting off to, on TNA, TNA, TNT. They have yeah. a great, um, you know, an established main event star as their champion going in to these I Wednesday agree. night wars. And this is I agree. what better way to start off because we're getting these pay-per-views, but AEW really isn't going to start until Wednesday yeah. nights. And when yeah. they have other titles, cause they don't have their, their mid card titles and all that. And, and, and I don't think we've seen everybody that we're going to see in AEW. Um, I don't think they're going to show us anybody new until uh, at least anybody big uh, until those Wednesday night wars start. Um, and uh, I think this is just a great thing to happen. People are mad that Adam Page didn't win. People are excited that YTJ won. Whatever way, it doesn't matter because people Hangman... People are talking. Out. That's the yeah, most important people are talking. People are talking about it, yeah. Hangman Adam Page is obviously one of their next champions, as well as, you know, uh, Cody, obviously, as well as... Kenny Omega, all the way down to my the guy I'm a fanboy of, Darby Allen, is a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. Um, but the best thing is for Adam Page, he needs to now work. He's going to have this cool, long-gated story on with Y2J until he becomes the champion. And then we'll have one of these other guys, whether it be Cody as a heel or Kenny Omega as a heel, to challenge Adam Page. Y2J is not here for the long run, ladies and gentlemen. He, you could tell with the shape that he's in. He's an old age. He's a WWE guy for life. He said it after he had already signed over to AEW that he had talked to Vince. Vince gave him his blessing. He even there's a one podcast on his podcast that you can listen to after he's already left the WWE, where he blatantly admits that he's a WWE guy for life. I mean, he's this is not going to be forever. He's going to do his thing. He's going to help the company as best as he can, yeah. and then he's going to retire because it's, it's yeah, old. It's, it's a two-year yeah. deal. Yeah, he, I, I think he's, he's going to have his last gonna, match. He's going to see it in 2020. At the end of yeah. 2020, we'll see his very, very last match. Right, At the right. end of next he's gonna, year, He's we'll going to help out him. Adam Page. He's going to yeah. drop the belt to Adam Page. He'll I probably think help last... out Cody. He'll yeah. probably help out Omega yeah. again. He'll help out any new guy that they have that they're trying right. to bring up and get a rub on, yeah. And he's helping the company right now as being yeah. their champion because yeah. if you, if for some reason you don't know what AEW is yet, you could say, hey, have you heard of AEW? It's to somebody who yeah. was a fan back in the day. No, yeah, they're gonna oh, be on Chris TNT. Jericho's their champion. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna be on TNT. Oh, what the channel that WCW is on? Yeah, who's their champion? Chris Jericho. You ever heard of him? Uh, yeah, so wait, you're telling me there's a new wrestling promotion on TNT and Chris Jericho's a freaking champion? I'm back in, baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm back yeah. in. It's the yeah, worst it's good, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good way to it's sell to a casual fan that's fallen off, yeah. and the Marks love the other rest of the roster. It's a great exactly. it's a great call. I do think that Y2J's last match in wrestling will be in the WWE, though. Um, I think he... 
I think he'll never WWE wrestle in the WWE again. He'll go in the Hall of Fame that like the year like oh, he'll yeah. retire at the end of the, the at the end of 20 and then 2021 Hall of Fame which is 3 months later, he'll be back with WWE. 100%. Either way, whether it's 100%. that whether it's that he's going to have a, a strong role in WWE for the rest of his life Absolutely. after this. I think, I think he parted ways on such good terms. Yeah. At least that's what he said he did. I, I listened. He talked about it a bunch of times on his podcast that there's no hard feelings. Uh, he's 100% so, a Hall of Famer on his first ballot. I as think soon he's, as he's done in the ring, he is going right. in the Hall of Fame. So Right. So, I mean, I didn't touch on much of the match because you pretty much touched on all of it. I gave it a B. I didn't give it uh, the B plus as you did, but I still gave it a B. I thought it was great. Um, pretty much, could, I could give it a B plus just because I was very excited that Y2J won. Uh, I would have been just as excited as Adam Page if Adam Page won, but I think it makes more sense for Y2J to win because then you can build for um, Adam Page, the the young guy, to overcome all the odds and finally beat the legendary Y2J for the title um, on one of their big pay-per-views after they've established a weekly show. I think that's exactly what they're setting up for, and I think it'll happen probably sooner than later, in a month or two. I think Adam Page will be the champion and start a new era in AEW. You yeah, know, see, start- uh, you didn't watch the post-show, but they're already... Li- they're already going to go ahead and push Pac versus Adam Page. That's that's what yeah, they're kind of sure. pushing towards. Sure. Um, so I honestly don't think Adam Page is going to win the world. Champion I think Adam Page is the guy. I don't think he's the guy they're going to. I don't think he's the guy that's going to get the well, win. Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's either going to be a new a new guy, a surprise guy, or Cody. Or Cody, yeah. Cody or Kenny or, yeah. I don't I think it's going to be Kenny. I, I, I think it makes he's more got too many losses, I think, but. I think Cody, yeah, I think Kenny is, like I said earlier, he's got this long, slow build that they're going to do where he's losing. He's got to get it. Cody makes way more sense. He, It doesn't matter if he started this company or not. Cody is the best thing going today. Oh, 100%. I really do believe that. He yeah, deserves to be the he deserves to be the World Wrestling Federation champion, the World Wrestling Entertainment champion, but. He's an AEW. He's going to be the World Wrestling Federation. He does deserve to be the World Wrestling Federation champion, but I think he will be the AEW champion because he really is just the best thing, the best damn thing going today in all of professional wrestling. And he's in AEW, whether he's the owner or not, or not the owner, but the the head of creative, whatever he goes by, president, CEO, it doesn't matter. He deserves to be the champion. I think you're probably right. We'll probably see Y2J, Cody Rhodes, but I don't think there'll be a championship turn until after the wednesday night wars um which starts next month so when's the next pay-per-view that these guys have is it even it's in november it's in november i believe it's so, november the 9th i want to say that it's that, that's the date i could see that happening i don't i mean i wouldn't be surprised if jericho didn't hold it past that yeah it's I mean, november 9th two that's months the so yeah. i mean I, I think i don't think jericho is set to hold that thing for the long run it'll probably be it makes sense if Cody won it, but who knows? We'll get there. Anyway, yeah, we'll, let's we'll uh, let's review. Let's review. Yeah, man. I mean, so You've overall, overall, I have uh, yeah, I've said a lot. Cass has said a lot. Mister Know It All has given you all of his information, and the KG Cass <laughs> has given you all of his sass. And oh, so, yeah. uh, so here we are now. Uh, you know, which way are you leaning, KG Cass? I'm gonna go ahead and let you and lead this off here. I'm I'm trying to, you know, I'm gonna be mathematical as you are and look back over. You know, I got I got a I got a C, I got a B plus, I got an A, I got a D. Oh man, I got a B plus. Let's see over here. Um whoo. carry the five, drop carry the, the seven. Hmm. Man, this oh man. It's almost a tie. I don't I, you know what? I think I gotta go to AEW. 
going with AEW. I think I gotta go to AEW. Okay, so my overall with my star ratings, if I did, if you do, if you listen to the show and you go back and do your own average based on the amount of matches that we covered, uh, I would have had three and a half stars for the NXT show as a whole, and that includes a dud. Uh, and then on the AEW show, I would have also had a dud. But we had more ma- no no duds, but more matches, and uh, like two of them were one and a half stars or one stars. So I ended up with three stars average. So by half a star, I actually gave the edge to NXT UK TakeOver. And I'm mm. not mad about it, man. So this is the thing, man. If you're on the fence and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know much about NXT UK. I loved All Out. This is the comparison. Man, please, I, just go to the show link here. If you have the WWE Network, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes, and it will take you straight to your app, and you can just watch the show from there. I highly recommend you watch the NXT UK TakeOver show. It was fantastic. Uh, it's a win for me, but we have a split decision again here on the Kayfabe Comparisons, and that's great. That's why we love the show. So you know what? You guys, our listeners, you get to determine the true winner. We will be posting about this um, probably either you know the day that the show drops on Thursday or Friday. Be sure to comment on our Instagram and our Twitter which, which show that you thought should get the edge. Uh, but, man, yeah, I had a great time like going to Cass's Castle, and we, uh, you know, we watched some shows together. Uh, we drank lots of beer. We had a lot oh, yeah. of time talking to our friends on uh, some streams. And we got some listeners. That was awesome. Um, man, Cass, how did you enjoy this show? Oh, it was fantastic. The doubleheader. Uh, NXT early earlier in the day, all, all the way to AEW later beers, on. Some strip steaks that we grilled. Man, lots we had a great beers. time. Super Nintendo, uh, Raw. Oh, yeah. We played, Nintendo. Yeah, check out um, our Instagram. We posted some little clips from that, some yeah. little snippets. Oh, yeah, we played everything, played a little bit of Xbox, and then we went on to uh, watch the shows, had some steaks. Great time. I hope you tuned in to the live shows that we did during then, the live uh, streams that we did. Everything yeah. was great. I think this show is great. Um, I can't wait for the next one. It's a nostalgia show. Um, yeah. It's, oh, no. Uh, Oh no, my friend! It is not an not a nostalgia. Show. It's a oh my goodness! Pop, it's a pop, pop, pop culture show. Pop culture. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, here we are. So yeah, so today let's just run let's just run down the gamut. Today is September the fifth, Thursday. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for the all out coverage uh, versus NXT UK. Uh, next week we are going to be doing our second installment of our pop culture series, uh, and we're going to be tackling two of the greatest trilogies of all time. It's going to be a new hope. Star Wars versus Back to the Future, the first one. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be continuing both of those trilogies out for the next few months. Uh, but this will be the first episode, man. I'm really how, – dude, how pumped are you for the next pop culture episode, right? I am so excited. I can't wait. I still got to watch both of them, so I got to get on it. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and rent those on, on Amazon or yeah. Apple TV or whatever. We you're always using. encourage you guys that every wrestling show that we're going to do or, or pop culture show or nostalgia show, yeah. we hope you have the, NX, the NXT network. Yeah, we could call it the NXT network, but Hell it's really yeah. <laughs> the uh, WWE network um, because you really need it for the pay-per-views and nostalgia shows and watch the AEW shows. And then for this one, we really need you to get Back to the Future and Star Wars. If you don't own them already, you should. Um, I know yeah, today you can rent them both for like three ninety nine on yeah. Amazon. So yeah. like, and, and a lot of people, you know the movies anyway, so you can tune in and listen to sure. us fight about it. I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, man. And the week after that, we have uh, the next pay-per-view from WWE. It's Clash of the Champions. 
2019. That's gonna our episode is gonna drop on September the 19th, and we're actually gonna go back 25 years. So it'll be Clash of the Champions 2019 versus WCW Clash of the Champions 28 from 1994. Uh, that's gonna be a really cool throwback, uh, an actual kayfabe comparison from a nostalgia to a current product. Uh, getting back to our roots there. Uh, and then the following week, we'll be covering it WWNE Hell in a Cell 2009 versus WW or WCW Future Shock 1989. So that's going to be something different. Where we're actually doing a more modern, only a 10-year comparison, all the way to a 30-year comparison. So that'll be really interesting to kind of see how that that feels. Uh, and then you know, the, you know, to round out a month from that. Um, the, 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 that following Thursday, I don't have anything on the books yet. So I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge my, my co-host here. Oh, I'm going to pick another, I'm going to pick another, new generation. No, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it hard for you. Okay. This is where, this is where I messed up last time is I just gave you one show to pick from, right? So what I'm going to do is for the very first October, the very first Thursday in October, which is October the 1st, actually, uh, you are going to pick two Kayfabe shows, two nostalgia shows. Oh, I'm gonna kill it. From two different promotions to compare. You can pick from any of the ECW shows, oh, any God. of of any of the uh, NWA or WCW shows, any of the WWE shows. And here, I'm gonna drop this little cough cough hint. You could cover if you wanted to. We could cover the very first ever independent show that ended up turning into AEW, which was all in from a couple years ago. I want to say it was only two years ago, maybe a year ago. Sure. Uh, we could do all in uh, versus maybe a, a, a nostalgia show, or we could save it. It's uh, totally up to you, maybe. Cass. Maybe. But on next, on next, on next week's show, we will be revealing we'll reveal. uh, th- that October first show. So uh, yeah, man, dude, I had a great time. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials here. Uh, it's kayfabe.com, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and turn the notifications on as well because we do some live streaming and uh, some of our followers are already following us there, but it's always a good time. Uh, the Instagram is always fun for the memes and the extra, uh, you know, pop culture stuff that we throw on there. It's, it's a good time. Be sure to give us a follow. And as always, the most important thing is hit that subscribe button. Uh, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Or you know what? Leave us a one-star review if you feel like it. Just tell us how terrible we are. But just give us a review. If you're enjoying the show, please try to leave it on Apple. Uh, if you're not if you're not an iPhone user, then please try to give us one on Spotify. Those are the two most important. But yeah, man, that's going to cover it for us this week. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, Mr. Know-It-All himself, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cast Lush. Mm-mm-mm. Cass, baby boy, I will see you next week. Indeed. Peace. Peace.